name is Osai, and this is my podcast where I take on themes exploring culture, society, and the experiences of Nigerians in diaspora. And we're here, final takes on the relationship gap. Big love to my guests for coming through with that reel. Really appreciate that. Um, it was a fun experience, and I hope it was fun for you too. I hope you learned something more or new about yourself from this. Okay, so on this episode, we're addressing vulnerability. Now, the first episode was misconceptions, which kind of makes sense. First hurdle. Then the next one was miscommunication and ghosting, which is typically the challenge as you get to know each other. Um, we also have fears. That's a big one. So now we're on vulnerability. I think vulnerability plays a big part in whether or not we want to, you know, open ourselves up again, right? So whether you're opening yourself to someone new or for the first time, whatever the case may be, that opens you up to being hurt or pressed or emotional about something, right? Lots of good reasons to be uncomfortable with that. So when I ask this question, I'm really trying to understand how we evolve from that. What lessons do we take away? And how does that impact you and your other relationships, really? So my guests get into all of this and much more. And I want to thank everyone who's here for coming this far. Um, I hope you learned something from these conversations. If not, I hope you learned something about yourself. This was a fun experience for me, but I'm curious what you thought about the conversations, the questions, the answers. I've got some enlightening feedback already, so I'm sure there's more out there. Really would love to hear what you have to say. So send it my way. You get the info at the end of the show. For now, enjoy the show. Share with me the tendency to be incomplete without you. I said, would you stand by me, seal the seven seas as we chase the breeze? Cause I couldn't breathe without you. Yeah. I say, love me now. Please don't love me later. Please don't love me later. Please don't love me later. I say, love me now. Please don't love me later. Please don't love me later. go through it really quickly um the most vulnerable you have ever been in a relationship i feel like we've got pretty close with you but do you have anything else my most vulnerable relationship is not with a man it's not a romantic relationship that's beautiful i love to hear it the most vulnerable relationship i have is with one of my closest friends Mm. um and it's a relationship. We joke about this, but sometimes it's low-key deep and it's true. Where I feel like that relationship is why I'm going to die single. <laughs> because <laughs> I I get a, a, a kind of love um, in that relationship. Uh, a form of communication, a level of vulnerability, um, a safe but judge-filled space. <laughs> um the healthy kind yes exactly because i think that that is necessary i think sometimes people talk about safe spaces and they mean that it should be a judgment-free zone no it should be held accountable exactly i get that in like public forums when people don't know you but the people that know you and love you should be able to judge your decisions um and hold you accountable and so i think i have that relationship i nurture that relationship with one of my friends um I would love to have that kind of relationship with a man mm-hmm. um, that I'm in love with because I feel like if I was sleeping with her, it would be even better. <laughs> so, uh, if I could do that with a man, that would be great. Um, but I think 
honestly genuinely sometimes think think that that prevents me from being able to have um like meaningful relationships with men because my bar is already it's already quite high in terms of what I know I can have access to right and because I know I can already have that digging in the tent exactly digging in the trenches is just like I think the most important thing I don't think I personally don't think so but I don't know enough about Mm -hmm. that right but I'd say the most important thing is is the effort you know Mm -hmm. for me I guess speaking as a guy like I don't know how I sound now maybe I sound like I know everything but I don't um and uh uh for me I know I'm painfully aware of all the mistakes and all the stuff Mm -hmm. that I've done and I feel like it is the effort at the end of the day and it's you know like you said like you're you're in love and you're holding each other's heart right so it's just that effort that like oh you're not gonna drop mine and it's like these different little steps that show you that you know what I mean and even if you get to those pain points which are normal which should be expected really it's that like there is an effort to try and work it out like it's it has to be balanced always has to be balanced when I say I'm spoiled (laughs) (laughs) okay because the effort is not enough for me anymore like yeah um interesting to see that you are trying Mm -hmm. means something right but it doesn't mean enough anymore what if what if like okay. so obviously like that 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 is a like a, there's a sliding scale so it's not like oh like my friend and I were talking about this like if you have an expectation of your partner so let's say I would like you to be the kind of person who could make me dinner every night mm. right if that's an expectation that I have of a partner that I need to make me happy for whatever reason mm-hmm. and when I meet you you don't make dinner at all right um, but I don't know that till we get to a situation where we start making dinner and then I clock that you don't know how to cook. Right. And then I see you trying and you learn how to cook and you now cook two or three meals a week. Right. Right? That's beautiful. I appreciate it. <laughs> I love it. But I'm still living in a space of scarcity and lack. Right. Even though you're trying so hard. And that's a really sad and painful thing to to experience, especially when you love someone. Um, and like realizing, like, this wasn't even my realization. I realized this through witnessing a friend's relationship, but like realizing that sometimes the most loving thing you can do for someone is to take your expectations away from them. Mm -hmm. Um, which also means taking yourself away to a point about what a loving situation is. The most loving thing to do sometimes is to be like, Oh, I'm asking for something that you physically cannot give. You cannot, you would have to be a different person to be able to do to that. be able to meet my expectations and so either way somebody here you're you're Is going giving, to feel like you're lacking yeah. or yeah. i'm going to feel like i'm not receiving enough mm. and that's unfair to both parties right. and so the best thing in that situation is just to move right and so for me the way that manifests it's positive because it means that like i'm also very very clear about what i need and what i what will make me happy mm-hmm. but it's negative in that I'm no longer obviously there's a there's a if you came at me and you cook four times a week right. and you have the capacity, the will, the drive, the effort to get to the whole seven days a week, right. then I'm here, let's do it. But if I can see that, that you're at you can, zero you and I cap. know that you're yeah, like your best case and that's that's a thing that I think people people shy away from admitting mm. is that like we all come with different talents. You right. know what I mean? There's no amount of training in the world that will make me Usain Bolt or Shakari, this girl that's 
got kicked out of the Olympics recently. Right. There's no amount of training that will make me those people right. because I have not, I just don't have that capacity. However, if I try my hand at something else that I might be able to get better at, like I could become one of the best, I don't know, oil makers in the world, right? But like it requires a lot of focus, effort, energy, all of those things. Mm-hmm. So first of all, do I have the the talent? Mm-hmm. Do I have the skill? Do I have the whatever? And then do I have the the drive that is needed to also meet that. Right, the interest. And then, right. do I have the will to do that for your benefit? Right. So those three things have to come together. And right. if they're not, if you're lacking one of those things, and I can see that you're lacking one of those things, it's really sad. And sometimes it's worse because you have to be the bad guy to be like, I know I communicated what I want wanted, and you heard me, and you're trying. But it's, but it's never going to be yeah. enough. Like you, right. you cannot do the thing that I need mm. you to do. And so because I love you and I care about you and I don't want you to be in a situation where you're constantly striving for um, sort of a level that you won't be able to reach. Yeah. I'm going to... Take a step back because you can't betray yourself. Exactly. So, yeah. 100%. So I know you (laughs) said that you've not been in an official relationship, but is there something you can pull from or I can toss another question if you want? I mean, I would just say like for me, um, the reason I haven't been vulnerable is because of like the opportunity, not because I'm just not that kind of person. Right. Um, and I would say that I feel like, um, you know, if there was trust involved, I would be vulnerable, but I'm not the kind of person to like expose every aspect of myself to people who don't deserve it. I feel like a lot of people do that, not a judgment, but I feel like that's why you get hurt when you're too vulnerable before you should be. Um, so I feel like for me, if that relationship occurs where I feel like this person respects me enough, we have that trust, I would be very open to be vulnerable but i need that to be established first because mm. not everyone deserves to like be exposed to that part of you i feel like you have to be deliberate about who you choose to show that to absolutely so yeah ladies thank you so much <laughs> that was great what the most vulnerable you have ever been in a relationship oh, is Lord. this one should be coming as a nah, surprise no 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 you need to take this one <laughs> <laughs> you need to start that's comfortable vulnerable now hey <laughs> you have to go first. i would argue that you guys have already been very vulnerable especially i was surprised that you were actually able to wow. come out there too look at that you know, a plus yeah yeah. Um, the yeah. most vulnerable I have been. Fine. <laughs> Thank you. Come on, man. Yeah, take the lead. Yeah. Intr- oh man. So you know, are we like limiting it to like relationships, Anything, or like just in general? Relationships, friendships, just yeah, whatever. Okay. I think I can. One of the early times I remember, and I guess I was not so young. Um, probably my early twenties, maybe. Um, was with. I guess with an aunt and uncle. So I had a beef with, and I say beef, but like an argument with our parent, like we all do. Mm-hmm. And you almost felt like, look, these people are not understanding what I am saying, right? right? Or what was being said. And we're both not listening to each other. And as typical African parents, they, they know it all, right? And we bless their heart for it. Um, 
But like, I, I can't remember like how that conversation went. My aunt uncle, and I call him aunt uncle, like the typical Nigerian, not my, yeah, you know, somehow got involved. Um, and they, call, they, they called me and this was an in-person conversation and I didn't realize when I started crying, right? Um, and so I, I guess during our conversation, they noticed that I started crying and the dynamics of the conversation changed, right? To, to trying to point out the imperfections to be like, it's okay. Right. And I'm like, it was always okay. And all that was needed was us to figure out a middle ground, right? right. Um, that's when I realized the pessimistic side was like, okay, you know what? This does not need to happen again, right? And that's a, you're better off just trying to explain how, how you feel from the start, mm. right? Um, whether or not that person necessarily accepts it or right. not, right? Um, so that was the, ver- that was the, I think the earlier part that I remember is like, okay, so you can get to this point right. where you feel exhausted, right? So, I mean, without you having to get into details, if you don't yeah. want to, um, was it something where like something you had been, you had had an issue with? that you were trying to communicate like you like is that is that what it was and then like right it you just weren't feeling hurt and mm-hmm. then you basically got to that point where you're having that conversation and like what i'm guessing is a safe space and then you're you're able to get that across or at least yeah. somebody's able to receive it and maybe communicate it across yeah so like i think generally like it like not, not to give away family secrets like we generally struggle to create that space where so, where you can be vulnerable and t- even though they say talk to me right to me. we are listening and then they'll judge you no right you after. ain't listening yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly and they'll, you, you know you're you're listening to what you want to hear right like mm-hmm. and if we're not hitting those points you know daddy i'm sorry like if you don't start the conversation with daddy i'm sorry right. for and then but this is what i meant it's like no i'm not sorry to be <laughs> honest like i this is how i really felt about this right, right? and i needed to understand that this is how I felt, right. right? And if we can't, like, at least get there, because I un- I know what you want from me, right? I ne- I know you want me to say, I am sorry, right? Or not even from an apology perspective, I'll say, right. I did this wrong, right. right? I'm aware. And I'm willing to get there if you're willing to accept your own wrong too, right? Right. Like, and if we can get to that point, if I know that, okay, if I tell this person that I made a mistake, and in return, they will admit their own mistake. At least for me, that's a starting point. Right. right. I can then get to that point where if I feel like we're just going to go on a back and forth over trying to prove our points, right. then then I'm, I'll probably never will get to that point where right. I I feel vulnerable enough to say, you know what, I, I screwed up. Right. You know? uh, and so, just, so you basically have found, like, I guess, I'll say a line, but like it's really like a boundary where it's like, I need to... I need to be received or this needs to be understood for me to be able to feel at least more comfortable in this situation. Yeah. I think I've gotten tired of saying, I'm sorry. Right. And not getting it back in return when I know you fucked up. Right. Right. I'm aware that you fucked up and I'm the one apologizing. Right. And like, and that's fine sometimes. But when it becomes like... There's the, a point. There's a, point, there's in a point. At least for me. And my cup run it over right (laughs) (laughs) literally does i feel like i some people might not but like i think i gather enough patience right than most people would 
right? I think I take enough BS. And as if, if in his family, right? So you, right, it's something that's sometimes like with family, like stuff builds up your whole life. You right, know what it's I mean? so bro, so it's honestly. not even it's really not even about patience at that point. It's yeah, exactly. Drawing a line that you feel like now you are equipped to enforce. Yeah, and especially now, like now, I feel like that line. There's an imaginary line drawn, right? right? Like, right. I'm not ready. I don't have enough energy to. I think when I think of even like in life, right? I'm exhausted. I feel like I have no more energy to be spent on things that are gonna drag on and on and on. Like it's it's getting exhausting. So my 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 parents have drained they use a syringe and just took it. Oh man, you know? um, thank you for sharing that. That was that was powerful. Um, well, uh, well, are you ready? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> you can never I, really be ready. I gave you enough time. I don't know. You did. You did. Um, the most vulnerable I've ever been. I'll use a romantic relationship. Uh, <laughs> um, I think when I opened up to one of my exes about maybe my mental state or my mental health and being able to do that with someone for the first time was mm. very like um vulnerable moment for me and then it really backfired to be honest because (laughs) it ends up when it's part of the reason why i don't want to be vulnerable vulnerable with you niggas no more because you will use it against the other person let's just speak to this yeah leave this guy (laughs) let's speak to this him 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 him. um but it is definitely your point is definitely very well taken yes it is so so uh I guess, you know, if you don't mind me asking, was it uh, that they now misunderstood it? Did they weaponize it against you? Weaponized it and just trying to act as though they understood and just, and then just, you know, when men play on this whole, like, women are emotional and all this, that kind of thing. You are? I do not recall. I mean, (laughs) I'm emotional, but that doesn't mean that that I am not. I can't needs. control my emotions. Right. Like you can or be emotional. Reasonable. Exactly. I can rationalize them. I, I I tend to think things through a lot. So I feel like if I'm especially if I have a strong emotion, I'm going to analyze it. So yeah, I'm emotional, but I'm a rational, emotional person. But right. yeah. Yeah. Sounds like it was probably gaslighting. Yeah. 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 Maybe. Yeah. That's like, you know, that's always a great excuse, right? Like, oh, you're being emotional, but uh, I know what I did to piss you off, but, you know, yeah, you're, being, yeah. you're, being, you're being emotional. Like, yeah, but um, that's that's really, that's that's powerful. And, how, like, so is that really a thing now? Were you able to get over that? You know, is that something, you know, just in terms of the vulnerability thing, right? Because um, I, can, I, can, I can see why that's a real challenge, you know, like after kind of going there. Um, Mental it, health is a big one. It is still it's still a bit of a hurdle. I'm not as um, open with people in that sense. Like I I do have a little bit of a wall up, I guess. But um, I don't know. I just if the right person were to come along and to understand, perhaps like right. yeah. But it's definitely made me guarded because it's it's crazy to have a vulnerable moment completely flipped. You know. So yeah, you can't unsee that. Yeah, so. <laughs> Thank you. 
Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you wouldn't say more. But I, I was think... gonna say something, and I was just like, "It's good." Okay. No, yeah. go for it. Go for it. No, it's Come okay. Right. You sure? I think I've shared enough. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much. This yeah, was great. Um, I hope you feel really good. Okay, so this last question I'm going to ask. Um, where's the most vulnerable you have ever been in a relationship? What is the most vulnerable? Yeah. <laughs> when I begged my ex not to break up with me. Literally crying on the phone. I was in Nigeria. He was here in Toronto. I was back in Nigeria for a few months. Mm. Um, and he had like, I was flying from Lagos to Potakot. Um, my phone was off, obviously. I landed in Potakot. I turned on my phone and I see a bunch of texts basically of him breaking up with me. I call him. I was wow. I was at the airport. I was like, what? What do you mean? Like, where is this coming from? Like, I'm literally bawling my eyes out right. at the airport, like trying to understand. Like I'm, like I don't, I don't get it. Like this is kind of out of left field. Like how, how are you breaking up with me when I'm in another country for no reason? Mm. Um, like that, that was the height of it, I think. Um, but like vulnerability as well, just it, it's it's not limited to crying, right? It's like. Mm-hmm being comfortable with like being your true self or putting yourself out there and knowing that you may or may not get that back Honestly, willingly to some extent yeah yeah it has to be willingly true like you have to make that decision to be like you know what like i'm gonna do this like doesn't matter what the outcome is right i'm gonna do it um, it's not something I've actually thought about. I don't know. That's the only like thing I can think of at the moment. That particular like okay, because it was so wild to me. Like what? Did you ever understand why was there a build up to this? You know, no. We got back together and we stayed together for another like six months after that. But it was I don't know. I still never got an answer as to why that happened. I think he thought I was cheating on him, um, being away for a few months. But did that I... change how you felt about the relationship after that? It kind of did. It honestly, and I think that was kind of like the beginning of the end for us. Because like, if you, if I'm giving, if I haven't given you a reason to not trust me, but you already don't trust me, like, why are we here? Right. Um. So that kind of was like. For me, I was like, okay. Was there also the issue of I'm not giving you a reason to not trust me? And, you know, you feel this way, okay? And then you take this drastic action. Mm-hmm. Was was the fact that that action was taken without any real... No conversation. No, right. like... Right. Like, 
I, do, I don't even know that you're feeling this way and you've kind of just taken like an executive decision. Like we're in a relationship for God's sake. Like let's talk about it. Um, but that just never happened. Hmm. And that's why we're not together anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> like he's an ex. Like you said, beginning at the end. Yep. Last and final questions, right? Um, final question. Um, I'm curious, the most vulnerable you have ever been in a relationship, and I know this is very obviously sensitive, personal. Yeah. Um, so you guys go, you know. I think butter biscuits should, yeah, should go first. I think butter biscuits should go first. Okay, it's butter baby biscuits, by the way. Hey. <laughs> We've moved on. We Love changed. Transformation. Triple Updates. Right in front of us. <laughs> Them cheeks clapping already. <laughs> <laughs> Those buttery cheeks. You know. You know, I'm not gonna cut that out, right? I'm not gonna cut this out. Listen, I'm just telling you. I'm comfortable you right. with myself. All right, that's good. And your cheeks. And my cheeks. And- Performance tomorrow night, 9 p.m. You know where to find me. <gasps> oh, All right, butter baby biscuits. Oh so my tell God. us. Um, the most vulnerable I've been in a relationship you know it's kind of hard to say one thing I find is that each of my relationships have a different dynamic Um, my partners require a different side of me to be developed to meet them where they are and so that forces me to um, change the way in which I express myself and that's a new form Mm -hmm. of vulnerability Um, I think the part that I'm working on the most right now is being able to the part that's most hard for me is being able to meet my partner where they are um empathy is not something i grew up having a strong fundamental understanding of um i'm the last born i'm spoiled oh shit i'm sorry <laughs> It not. is what it is. You're the baby. Pampered. You know it. So how does this show up in your relationships? It shows up in the sense that I'm present and I'm available, but sometimes I'm not empathetic. I want to solve the problem instead of embracing you while you go through the problem. Mm. And there's I feel difference. like, guys, we, we definitely have that tendency for sure. Men we definitely have get that, that tendency. Right. And it's like, yeah, it's a top behavior from, from your childhood. It is. And... It's a real, it's a real challenge. So I feel in my relationships, um, I don't often have the ability to do that. And to some of my partners, it comes off as a lack of vulnerability mm. because when they are expressing something that they feel vulnerable about, I might not have the response that acknowledges that they are being in a vulnerable position. And that makes them feel as though either I'm not listening or I'm feeling to acknowledge the fact that they're putting themselves out there. Mm. In reality, I acknowledge where they're coming from, but I don't empathize enough to be able to reciprocate the energy in a way that they feel heard. Oh, that's beautifully said, man. Truly. So you don't understand, or sometimes you don't understand the depth 
of how they're feeling. So even if it's kind of like, you know, somebody tells you they have cancer and you're like, oh, uh, have you been to the pharmacy? As opposed to saying something like, oh my God, like, is is that a good example of, you know, it's like your partner comes home and tells you that they had a rough day at work rather than saying what happened. I should be saying, how can I make you feel better? Exactly. And, you know, rather than trying to solve the problem, try to help the person and support the person. And sometimes that doesn't mean talking about the issue. It doesn't mean expanding on the circumstance. Sometimes it means just putting yourselves in their shoes to think about what would help them and what can you offer to help push them in the right direction. And the right direction is not what you choose. It's what they think is the right direction. And it's probably the ability of being able to let go of that, right? And not try to direct it, but just... You can't be in control. You have to support people by letting them dictate which direction they want to move in and helping you push them along in that path. So in my relationships, I find it's uh, most challenging for me to be able to empathize in a way in which my partners can actively express their challenges and I can be there in my true form unadulted by my biases, my preconceived notions, or my perception of how things or life should go, and really step into their shoes and understand what they need to be able to overcome the situation. I think and you saying that acknowledges that you've already learned that lesson. I know, right? I know that <laughs> just the way you've you know, said it. Yeah. Is, you know about it now. Like yeah, you already learned it. It's it's like you've given it an, the right amount of deep thought to to just kind of be able to recognize it in the future. My partner always asks me this question that is, are you looking for comfort or advice? Because she is a problem solver. She wants to solve anything that she thinks is a problem. She wants to think of the solution. She starts listing possibilities of how to solve it. And in the moment, I'm like, can you just listen to what I'm saying? So in the end, she started asking me, do you need advice or do you want comfort? Okay. So studio, baby Cupid, <laughs> what has made you, where have you That's felt the most vulnerable, vulnerable in, um, in a relationship? Um, you know, realizing that I didn't have to desexualize myself to be worthy of relationships that you know this idea that you have to be modest and you have to be like perfect and I hate the phrase I hate I hate the phrase nobody's gonna love you until you love yourself because so many people in my life have taught me how to love myself my friends my family they taught me things about myself that I would never have seen that's a great ass fucking point it does not have to be romantic but like the idea that you have to be perfect before you enter a relationship it's fake it's stupid and there's someone who's gonna see you raw and undeveloped and they're gonna see something and they're gonna be like i know i recognize something in you that i have the solution for and And i want to help you i want to help you so in the end it's this moment of realizing that i do not have to cut myself short i don't have to sell myself short like you know i've been in relationships with really dominant men who don't want me to be intelligent and they're kind of like mansplaining my own career to me or my own sexuality to me. And I'm like, 
I don't have to sit and take this. I could actually defend myself because I thought about this. I'm the one who's living in this body. I'm the one who's living this life. I have thought about it way more than you have. Your perspective is external and Mm. it's been thought about for maybe five, ten minutes. It's limited as fuck. Yeah. It's projection. It's mostly projection. So you have to listen to what I'm saying. I'm not going to cut it short. I'm not going to... like. There's no long story short. It's just a long story. You know, and <laughs> you have to hear the whole thing. So I found out that there's people out there who will just take it. They understand me. And that's who I want in my life. And I'm not going to settle for anything less. If I'm awkward, if I'm annoying, you probably shouldn't be with me. And that's okay. And it'll suck and it'll feel like shit. And I'll get over the breakup. But in reality, there's someone out there who is just exactly what I need. And they're waiting for me, just as I'm waiting for them. And I found that out. So, so I don't know. Well, where did that vulnerability happen? If you, I just started anything? spilling my guts, and I realized that the more I say about myself, and the more rejection I feel, the more I'm able to realize that this isn't it for me. I'm not willing to compromise on my 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 self discovery. I'm not willing to compromise. Because I've already been through it. Like learning about yourself, I know anyone could agree with this, is agonizing. We search for distractions in daily life. Mine is social media, mine is art. I do not want to deal with the issue. I don't want to feel what it's like to be alive because it's awkward and it's annoying and it's just, it's discomfort. But once you realize there's someone out there that you can feel that discomfort in front of, like that's a different kind of feeling. But you always have to realize that they're out there and that you don't have to compromise. I used to date people. I would not take off my wig. No man has seen me without my makeup on. And that was because there's this barrier because I'm like, you don't get the full version of me. You get the version I created for you. But realizing that there is a version of someone out there that doesn't give a fuck and that you could be everything and that you could literally have it all you could be every single person that you've ever been in front of this person and that they're not going to run away and even if they did run away they've showed you enough love that you can hold on to forever that's enough for me like that's it so that vulnerability comes in the moment where you realize that saying all my truths at once is not too much for some people and it is too much for the people i don't want to be with that's it Butter Baby Biscuit approves of this message. <laughs> Thank you, Studio Baby. Yeah. Keep I think, it yeah, if you, if you say nice. every single thing right off the bat, you filter out the people who can't handle the real you, and you realize that your life is so much bigger than all the characters you've created to be loved. I got a question. Tell me. Is there a part of this that perhaps has to do with being with somebody who, let's say, you give them the unfiltered version of you, your entire true time, self, man. and it took them time to come to terms with who you are. Yeah, and you know, like, that's what breeds a lot of, like, arguments and confusion. And I have to tell them, you know, I've accepted myself fully, and the reason you can't accept the version of me that I created is because you have some you have some things to work out. You have convictions, you have things, learned behaviors that you need to break down in order to be able to understand me. And that doesn't mean your real life isn't real. 
I think that when people are forced to confront people that are very different from them and people that are not following their rules of relationship, then they have to face themselves and they have to be like, why did I create this barrier for myself? Why did I create a version of me that can accept this person? So, you know, my partner, she's not mentally ill and I'm very mentally ill. And, you know, I'm on SSRIs, I'm on um, Zoloft. I would openly say that because if you can get therapy, you should get it. It's a lifesaver. 100%. So the fact that, like, I would try to be, like, a sane person because my partner is a sane person, it's not worth it. She's looking for more in life, and maybe she doesn't realize it, but the minute she sees this insane person, she has a new perspective on life that she could never have thought about on her own. So now she has to face herself in a different way. And it does me good in the same way that it does her good. She has to break down all her beliefs and she has to reconsider them and she has to choose them for himself, for herself. You know, it's not that I was taught to do this, so now I'm doing it. Once you see someone who's presenting a different behavior, you have to be like, why was I taught to do this? And do I want to continue to do this? I have to choose at this point. What your parents tell you, at some point you're like, I'm either going to listen to this or I'm not. It's the same thing with relationships. You're either going to believe what you believe about relationships or you decide, I changed my mind and now I believe this and now I'm this person. And you're allowed to update yourself as many times as you need. So if you need to do that through other people, then do it. And that's it. Kind of sounds like reality is a spectrum. And you reality is a spectrum and you create where it. you want to be on the spectrum. Absolutely. In the end, once you're choosing a relationship, you need to confront your own shit. If you're like angry at me, that's coming from you. Right. If you think I'm a huge slut and you want me to commit, that's coming from your ideas. But if you don't respect me enough to think that I already thought this through, then we can't be in a relationship. You know, you need to confront yourself. Yeah, I think that my partner realized from the start that everything that she didn't know about me was actually something she didn't know about herself. So you need to position yourself in relation to what your partner is going through. You always need to see yourself through their eyes and see them through their own eyes. Like, yeah, you need to put yourself in multiple perspectives, basically. Did you just describe empathy? I think I I must have. Just I, did. Yeah. I just did. And so the conversation comes full circle. Full circle. Thank you, guys. I appreciate <laughs> you. Thank Subscribe. you. it that's the relationship gap big shout out to my guests again for coming through big shout out to everybody who's come this far would love to hear your thoughts i hope you really enjoyed it and gotten something out of it i think it's probably a good time to mention that i'll be taking a break for september sometime in october i'll drop by and let you know what to expect next okay now my takes so i asked this question because i wanted to understand what being vulnerable meant to them and how that impacted their view on relationships. And in this case, I don't have any particular opinion on when someone feels most vulnerable. I think it's more important what you learn from being vulnerable or having to be vulnerable. One of the first things is to be careful, obviously, because unfortunately, that's the world we live in. Hopefully, we also learn that as much as we deserve it, we also owe openness to the people we choose to love. And there will be times that 
that relationship will rest on it. And sometimes that just means being vulnerable. What about you? When were you most vulnerable? Are you triggered by it? Or are you proud of how you came out of it? Or maybe somewhere in between. You can share your feedback by writing to two dicks in the pod at gmail.com. Not your speed? No problem. You can contact me on social media and get clips, announcements, episode art, and so much more at two takes in the pod on Instagram. I'm looking forward to hearing your take on what you have to say. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. You can find this wherever you find podcasts. And while you're there, show some love and give this five stars. This has been Two Takes in the Pod. Thank you for listening. Peace. 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 Peace.